Homemakers, our show is made possible by a few carefully selected advertisers and because of our Patreon friends. If you haven't yet, we invite you to show your love for the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. There you will receive downloads to both of our cookbooks, exclusive access to snippets of the Homemaker Chic book as it's being written, and a private invitation at the end of every season to join us for our live fangirl party call. You can be a part of Homemaker Chic and show your support for the show by visiting patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic podcast. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Homemaker Chic podcast. And now let's rock this show. Happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I am Shay Elliott of the blog, theelliotthomestead.com, joined once again by Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl. The two of us are the hosts of Homemaker Chic Podcast, and we are here with you this summer every Monday, uh, rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind together. Hello. Hello. <laughs> we are questioning our summer this summer in uh, the extended remix version of each episode. So instead of our usual twice a week, we're big, nice, long episodes on Mondays. And then we're making a reference or a referral. And you can sometimes we'll announce those over the air and sometimes you'll find those over on Instagram. If we have a past favorite episode, we're going to remind you of that. If you, if you haven't heard it, it's new to you. So lots of fun there. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. Okay. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> We're doing this. We're doing this. Um, how are you today? I'm good. Uh, friends, so we just like sat down to our mics and Shay just started the intro. I was like, oh, we're really starting. Here okay, we here go. we go. So. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> bada boom. I got toilets to scrub, B. Oh, man. Um, yeah. I'm having like, there's just going to be people in and out of my house for the next five days. It gets to the point, you know, I'm a little bit of a recluse, but there is this always this point in the summer where I have to surrender to the people. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm like, cobwebs, go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is my month. See, this is the problem. This is genuinely why I have a hard time committing to coming to see you because I know no, what I it causes you. It's true. You. I would love that. No, you stressed. wouldn't. You would. You'd be like, oh my gosh, yes, come. And then I know you, and like under your breath to Joel, you'd be like, oh, now no, I got to do this. No, now we got to do this. Nope. No, not true. No. Yes, it's true. In fact, I had concerns you were going to surprise me with my flea market trip. And so like I was hustling even before the trip, just in case you showed up at my front door. I thought about it. But turns and out at it costs one point, it got a little stressful. I'm like, Amelie, she's not going to show up in like 20 minutes, is she? Because I might melt down. <laughs> <laughs> I priced out what it would cost to go see Angela. Um, just it's been a long time since we've seen each other. And I really want to see her. And it's expensive to fly six people anywhere. Right now. I mean, it'd be expensive to fly six people to Seattle from Wenatchee, um, which is really a bummer. I priced out what it would cost to go see Angela, and it cost me less to fly to Sicily. Yeah, no, it's true. Than it did to fly from Washington to Wisconsin. Was that last minute, Miss Last Minute? It was was like like five months ago. No, I, I will. I looked at both. Yeah. I've looked at both, and I was like, surely the prices will go down. Surely this cannot be how much it costs to fly into Wisconsin. Like, It's crazy. 
It surely did. So I thought maybe last minute I could snag a deal, but I could not. So I don't. Is are there last minute airfare deals anymore? Or is that like a thing of the past? I think it's probably a thing of the past. Also, that's why I texted you the other day. I said, "When are you going to Paris? Like, can I can I come? Can I come see you in Paris? <laughs> right? <laughs> I think we're gonna miss each other. Well, are you? You have it one night in Paris, or we're not even just a layover yeah. unless we get a flight canceled, which is probably a ninety nine point nine percent chance of that happening. So, yeah, you've we'll sort see. of put so Shay and I are each. Uh, you know, we've been saving and conniving and scheming for years. Mm-hmm. And now that, uh, you know, there's different restrictions and things like that, we each are pulling our respective triggers and heading abroad. And um, uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> Where was I going with that? Well, I was talking about sh- showing up at France. Showing up at oh, France. well, it's know. just like ridiculous. We're going to miss each other by about. If she has a layover in Paris, we're going to miss each other by about three and a half weeks, which is yeah. just silly. Yeah. That's silly. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll like go a back. homemaker chic retreat. Maybe I'll go. Maybe yes. I'll just be like, hey, girls. Just me. I was just in the neighborhood. What's Does up? Does that futon have room for me on it? <laughs> <laughs> Those wonderful, comfortable Paris apartment futons. Oh, one still broke the slat on one. And when you're like overseas, you're kind of out of your element. You don't no like Home Depot or how do you fix something? Once I left my toaster oven on like the, I had like one of those little Ikea kitchens in my apartment and the toaster oven, I left it like on the burner. Whoopsie. (laughs) And I melted it. So I had to go buy a toaster like at the Monoprix. That was fun. And then Joel broke a slat on the futon bed. (laughs) We had to go to the Bayashve, which is like this. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I guess hmm. it's where you buy screws and hammers and stuff in Paris hmm. and tried to like articulate in French the slat for a futon, which was. Oh, is there? Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't do that in great. English. I felt like a rock star. I was like, wow, we did it. We went to like a repair store. We found this thing. We're not going to get charged for it on my lease. Oh, my gosh. Fabulous. Is it? Is it, though? Is it? I was like, I was thinking the other day, I was like, why couldn't you just go to England where they speak English? Because <laughs> that would be a lot easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, speaking of Italy, Shay, the girls and I are completely, I'm going to let you fill in the blank. Ready? Completely and utterly addicted to They got this. They've got little hunchbacks. They did field work when they were younger. They can maneuver a rolling pin like nobody's business. Oh, pasta grannies. (laughs) (laughs) Crack. Every night we're like, next episode. No, that one's too young. Put on a really old one. (laughs) So this is really interesting. Um, So our trip to Italy that we're taking at the end of summer, it's Stuart and myself and our oldest daughter, Georgia. And we're going with some friends, and it's a work trip. We're going to be creating videos and blog posts and photography while we're there. So in in preparing for this, because I'm used to doing all this. Like, we, we have our YouTube channel. We do all these cooking videos. Mm-hmm. We run the cooking community. But it's in my zone. I know what I'm doing in my house, in my kitchen. I know my gardens. I know my produce. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing here. Taking it on that kind of on the road is something completely different. And mm-hmm. so I've been watching travel shows like 
what do I like about this one? What puts me off about this one? Like, how do you feel taken in in the best way possible? Because the worst kind of travel show is the one where they're just like, I'm in Sicily. It sucks to be you. Don't you wish you were me? <laughs> like, yeah, this is another amazing meal and another amazing castle. And, um, and right. like, that is the opposite of what I'm hoping for. So I texted, yeah, yeah. I texted the woman I'm going with and I just said, hey, like, we have to find the way, a way to get into people's real kitchens. I think that is what makes pasta grannies so great because you see their their plastic bowl that they've probably had for 50 years oh my and you gosh, see my their girls are like stunned at the lack of equipment i'm like no this is your quintessential space. european kitchen yeah it's minuscule it's ikea yeah it's nada yeah yeah there's no like amazing nesting bowls it's, it's not literally like microwave yeah no it's just <laughs> literally like here's a plastic bowl and a rolling pin good luck mm-hmm. <laughs> and enjoy um the funny side of that is they just put us to shame with their produce. Just. Mm-hmm. It's laughable. I'm sorry, American grocery stores, and I'm so grateful for all that you do in so many ways, truly. But your quality <laughs> is pretty bad. You you nail the quantity. <laughs> You've dropped the ball on the, the quality. Better, not more. <laughs> anyway, uh, oh, man, yeah. it's. It's interesting, though, um, but I just keep thinking, yeah, channel, channel your inner Nona. Like, get there. get get Find the Nona. Just find an old woman and, and belly up to her and be like, can you take me into your kitchen, please? Right. <laughs> Let's go make oh some gosh. pasta. That was like, what was when Jamie went around and he would just be like in some roadside kitchen making pesto with somebody who was like 105. <laughs> and then he'd eat it on the mountainside with the sheep. I loved that. Sounds terrible. I know it's not everybody's yeah. cup of tea. Um, Europe is not everybody's cup of tea, and there it has its bite. That is for sure. But that's how people are about Paris. They're like, some people love it, and if, if you don't love it, you're like, that that was disgusting. It smelled like pee. It was dirty. It was loud. People are rude. Yep. It's just a complete. It's just. It's amazing how two different people can have such an opposite uh, experience. It's true. Or impact. It's true. It'll be interesting to see. This is by far the furthest south I've ever gone in Italy, and the culture is significantly different than the places that I have spent time before. So mm-hmm. it, in a way, it almost feels like going for the first time. So That's great. it will be interesting, mm-hmm. and it'll be interesting. I'm trying to prepare my daughter for like international travel for the first time, and I'm like, no one's your friend. If any yeah. man comes up to you, Assume he's trying to steal you. <laughs> exactly. Have you, have you seen Taken? Yeah. If you, I'm thinking about showing her the first. And I will kill you. <laughs> right. This is no joke, man. Yeah. And I say that as somebody who has been robbed in Europe multiple times. <laughs> Sweet little gypsy can, children. Can you just tell me? You want to give me a hug? Here's a map. Could you help me find the way? And I'm like, oh, sure. Let me help you. Would you like my purse? Would you like me to walk you there? <laughs> Are there any dark alleys we could go down? <laughs> Canceled. You know what? It's crazy. I, I was talking. This is going to be too far. Sorry, guys. Um, It is so weird going through life as a woman. And, and I really can't fathom what it would be like to go through life as a man. Because... 
as a woman, like I, I'm not from the city. I'm from a pretty small town. But mm-hmm. even still, like when I would be working in town and I would have to walk from my place of work to my car, like through the mm-hmm. parking lots. And you're just like, well, <laughs> here goes nothing. I Do hope- you want to give like a trigger warning before hope- you have <laughs> say Sorry. what you're about to say? <laughs> I just mean... Uh, like you are, you all, it's something you always have to think about. Yeah. You can't yeah. ever not think about it mm-hmm. when you're in situations where something could happen. Right. And I can always think like, what must it be like to not go through life in that same way? You know what I mean? Right. How weird that must be to be like, I'm just going to walk through this parking lot and not have to think about anything beyond that, really. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be weird? That would be weird. See, it just becomes a part of the way that you live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had this conversation <laughs> had this conversation last month at dinner. Like sometimes just to keep the the arguing to a low roar at dinner time, I have questions ready for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked them uh, recently if they could be a fictional character, what fictional character would they be? And so, like, people went around, and it was a fun, fun conversation. Like, we had a, like, if you were a boxer or a fighter, an MMA fighter or whatever, like, what would your song be that you came into the arena? Mm, like, okay. Isn't that a fun, fun question? Yeah. Okay. Amy, Amy Lee's like, Winter, Vivaldi, The Four Seasons. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Amy Lee. <laughs> oh, it was great. Um, oh man! But so it came around to me, and I I think I traumatized my kids because I was like, well, I would want to be Jamie Frazier because yeah. he's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> my son, he's you know seventeen. Aiden was just like horrified. It's like you want to be a man. I'm like, well, you don't understand. This guy can do anything. Yeah, like, he's a giant. He, his fault is he gets seasick. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's his fault. <laughs> And he's oh, tone deaf. Jamie. He gets seasick <laughs> and he's tone deaf. Other than that, <laughs> yeah. he's doing okay. He's doing okay. What was your, what would be your song? Um, I came up with it, but I don't remember now. Hmm. It was funny. Shoot, I'd have to ask the kids. I don't remember. I'm trying to think of what mine would be. Rats. It was good. It wasn't like cliche. It was oh. a good one. Dang it. So I was working out the other day, and um, I had it on early 2000s or 90s pop. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And I was really struggling. And then all of a sudden, Mariah Carey came on. And wouldn't you know, apparently that is my power song. Because always what be my always it? be my baby. And I was just like, let's do this, Mariah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'd be like, get me the barf bucket because I can't do this anymore. And no. now I'm going to chunder. I like found fifth gear, me and Mariah together, making magic. Oh, my goodness. Well, that is a great segue. You want to take a question before we talk Vino? Or yeah, let's do, do, do it. This? Yeah, let's jump. Okay. Let's do it. Um, I, I'm not... I would have to scroll through everybody's name. Uh, so, friends, I take screenshots of your questions on Instagram. Um, and so I just remember this one. So I don't okay. – whoever you are who asked this question, my apologies. You're not getting your 15 seconds of fame. My bad. <laughs> it's somewhere in my photos. She wondered uh, what specifically our workout routines were. Mm. Mm. Okay. 
Uh, do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, I will. Um, it's summer. So typically in the summer, because I am a full-time gardener, literally <laughs> in the summer, I dial it back just a little bit. So, uh, but it's frustrating me. So I, before I have a tonal right now and I got that, uh, with COVID cause I quit going to the Y before COVID And even before we moved here, I was up very early and training with someone before we moved here, um, 45 minutes, five days a week, heavy weights. And then when we moved here, I would get up really early and open up the Y with all the um, senior citizens (laughs) and lift heavy weights by myself over in the corner. It was really great because the high school, like the high school kids weren't there yet. Nobody was there. I had the whole weight corner to myself. Um, And then... You know, obviously, with lockdowns and everything, that changed. And I got kind of in a funk like anybody else during that time. I'm like, forget it. Maybe maybe this weightlifting part of my life is over, and I just want to just milk my cow and stay active and whatever. I'm just going to be healthy, but I'm not going to – I'm just going to stop pushing myself so hard. And I don't know how many months that lasted, 14 maybe, where I was still active, you know, but not just like committed like that. And turns out that is not a good situation for my body. Her body turns wants out, to be fat, she says. My body wants to go south and east and west. <laughs> That's where she wants to go. There's no northern territories exploring going on. It's bad. What is burning? I smell something burning. <laughs> Something's burning. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. It's very strong. Um, we've got focaccia going down there, so I don't know if somebody forgot about it or what. Uh, so I got a tonal, and I love it. And it's it's AI. It's incredible. I convinced Shay to get one. This thing is – it's an investment into your family for sure. The kids use it. We all use it. Um, but I typically dial back more in the summer. And once again, I'm discovering – that's not so good for Ange. So um, kind of circling back around to upper body with the tonal. But as far as my legs mm-hmm. and uh, cardio go, I love to walk. I'm like old school. It makes me I feel like I'm channeling like my inner Jane Austen character. I walk through the woods. I walk down the roads. I walk to the lake. I go on huge walks in the morning. And to get those big muscles activated like in, in my body, what are those big muscles called there's a name for them not jump muscles but there's like a name i don't remember um i do lunges up this hill and i'm so proud to tell you all that i am up to 212 uphill lunges it's horrible my legs hurt my butt is in a constant state of soreness but um mm-hmm. makes me feel really 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 strong mm-hmm and so now I just need to get back and be disciplined enough to do the tonal upper body like three or four times a week. Mm-hmm. But it's probably more like two times a week right now <laughs> for for upper. Yeah. That'll change in the winter when I'm bored <clears throat> out of my skull. But right now I just love to be outside. So yeah. this that usually takes me about an hour, hour and five to an hour and 15, depending on if I just do a straight walk or if I, I tried to do the lunges like I'm trying to do them every day. I was every other day, but now. They're just amazing. I, I started like at 100 and now to be up to 212, that means I'm going to be at like over 1,000 a week, which is sweet. Yeah. Yeah. 
and my legs are freaking strong. It's a it's a steep hill and it's awful. Like people drive by and they just shake their head like, <laughs> you lunatic. <laughs> what is she doing? What is she doing? <clears throat> um, I think that's kind of the point that you do have to get to with working out where you just realize that it doesn't ever, it just doesn't ever get easier. Yeah. You, you just continually up your efforts to match your capability, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of great news because whether you're lifting five pounds or whether you're lifting 50 pounds, depending on how, like what shape you're in, what kind of progress you've made, it, it feels roughly the same in terms of like effort. Yeah. Yeah. I added 50. So I was at like 150 lunges yeah. up this hill and I took a little one with me the other day and she's like, come on, mom, you can do it. And I did 200. I'm like, well, that's crazy because last week at the top of the hill, I thought I was going to vomit mm-hmm. and I just added 50 to it because I decided to. Yeah. Like that's, it is, it's, it's a big mental game. Mm-hmm. Um, we do the same, Stu and I both work out on the tonal and again, it was a major investment, but um, in terms of gym membership and gas prices and the amount of time it takes us to get to town, we figured in about a year and a half it would pay for itself. So, mm. you know, it was one of those kind of plunges we just decided to take. And I'm really glad that we did because, you know, we're both in our mid-30s and things are just different than they were in our mid-20s. <laughs> yeah. Things are different than they were when we were 30. And again, yeah, the the butt and the thighs, they just want to go sideways. I've always wished in a way that I was one of those women who could kind of just gain weight equally all over and just be like, yeah, there are women like who Catherine wear. Catherine Deneuve. Have you ever seen her before? Like she's a French woman. She's aged splendidly. Okay. She's a very good. She's like your quintessential example of how f- like uh, stereotypical French women age. Okay. 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 And she just got thicker all over. Yeah. It looks fabulous. Yeah. It, that is not women, happening. My breasts get smaller every day and my butt gets bigger every day. Like that is not going to work for me. Yeah. 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 It's unfortunate. Yeah. And it, what's <laughs> shocking to me is as terrible as working out is the ability that it actually does have to like lift everything mm-hmm. like the booty in particular. I mean, it, yeah, if straight up goes flat and goes not flat but saggy yeah Yeah. (laughs) it goes saggy um and so i've just kind of like you you get you get to choose you can have that or you can have to work out Mm -hmm. you can't have both so choose what you want so we try to hit the tonal up like four times a week and of course we just live super actively as well but i always thought that that was enough i'm like well i'm gardening and i'm doing all the stuff and i'm hauling Mm -hmm. wheelbarrows not the same thing. It's never been enough for me. Not it's, it's not so the same weird. thing. Weird. I know everybody's yeah. bodies. I'm not that woman that's like, oh, gardening season started and I lost four pounds. <laughs> Whoopsie. It's not that's not me. Yep. I enjoy not being stronger um, for my daily tasks that oh, I need yeah. to do, even like hauling laundry baskets, moving stuff up from the root cellar, bringing in crops from the garden to feel mm-hmm. stronger and more stable on your feet. Your joints feel tighter and more intact you just feel stouter more stable and i mm-hmm. i really value that because i've known many years without that and you do kind of feel vulnerable to injury much more well, you, so your back has gone out a few times since mm-hmm. we've been friends and yeah mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. yep so that's what we're doing now just keeping it between the rails 
and it's good. But it is, you know, it's um, I get up really early to do mine. I think you do yours later in the afternoon. Uh, that uh, my cousin Darla is like, nobody's gonna fight for that time for you. <laughs> nobody's gonna go here, Shay. Here's an hour. Yeah, the kitchen go is work clean. Out. Would you like to go work out? Yep. Like it is. It's something you have to fight for and and something has to give. So yep. if I work out in the morning, it means I'm not sitting quietly with a cup of coffee. It means I roll mm-hmm. out of bed and I put my shoes on and I'm out the door. Yep. You know, so something there's always a price to pay. And for me, I'd rather be able to just walk to my closet and put on a pair of trousers and not have a panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> That's my yeah, no, it's true. Pay that price. It's mm-hmm. true. Um, <clears throat> accepting that nobody's going to hand that to you is really valuable. Yeah. And usually I do work out later in the afternoon, usually at like four. We've kind of done what we needed to do to the day, whether that's homeschool or work or filming mm-hmm. or whatever. And the kitchen's usually a mess and I haven't started dinner yet. And I just peace out. <laughs> like, that's I'm, amazing. I'm out. That just blows my mind. I'm walking away <laughs> for, for 45 you. minutes and I will be yeah. back to tend to all of this and I'll put it all right and I'll get supper made. But like it kind of helps me from resenting that little pocket of time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, hmm. that's what it looks like right that's now. That's our answer. There to, you go. Uh, apparently anonymous. Okay. Uh, why don't we... Cue the wine music. Okay. And this is the part of the show where we invite you. And you know what? We insist that you try Dry Farm Wines, dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic club, because we would like to treat you. And so would Dry Farm to two free tumblers as a first time customer. I think what you should do, let's face it, we're like, this is it. We're in the heat. This is it. July is my favorite month of the year, friends. So order some bubbly, order some rosé, three bottles, six bottles, 12. It's all up to you. Mm -hmm. You can do all white. You can do all red. You can mix it up. If you're a first-time customer, you're going to use dryfarmwines.com forward slash club. They're going to send you some tumblers as a gift, as a thank you. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the top ways you can support the show, Dry Farms is... Is one of our biggest advertisers on the show. We love them. We love Todd and everything that these families around the world stand for as they're on small farms and they're committed to sustainable agriculture and an old, slower way of living, which you know we love. And so we have a testimonial from one of our listeners. Hi, Shay and Angela. This is Allie from Georgia. I'm a huge fan of the podcast and also have been a Dry Farm subscriber since your Better Not More series. Um, I love their wine, but I think my favorite thing about Dry Farms is the ease of their subscription service. Most subscription services makes you, you know, jump through hoops to pause or postpone their deliveries, but uh, Dry Farms makes it really easy. I had a baby about three months ago, and once I found out I was pregnant, I was able to quickly change my next delivery date from the next week to my actual due date and dry farms made it so convenient to do that online Um, i had a box waiting on me when i got home from the hospital to celebrate Um, so love you both and so appreciate you guys recommending this company to your listeners okay love it 
I'm sipping a white as we talk today, as we answer these questions. Okay. And I just want to pronounce these uh, grapes for you so you can enjoy that. That's um, great. What language are we going to slaughter today? Uh, you guess. This is you. Okay. <laughs> I am drinking a white wine. It is 31% sure. <laughs> Sharibi. Oh my. 30% Weisberg under, 16% Sauvignon Blanc, 16% Nurburger, 7% Treminer. You should try to say all of those in your best Midwest accent. I think that would go over really well. Sherburger. Weisberger. You betcha. Give me another one. What's another one? Tremirner. Tremirner. Oh, sweetheart. Have you had the Tremirner? It was so good over at the supper club. Stop it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Zutishweiss. (laughs) Zutishweiss. Oh, that Zutish Weiss <laughs> gave me the runs, girl. <laughs> That's what I'm sipping. <laughs> oh, so good. Pour a glass, ladies. Uh, grab a cup of tea, grab a coffee, grab a sparkling water, what have you. But if you do drink wine, visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Club, we would love for you to enjoy these beautiful wines with us. Um, okay. Okay. Sorry, I made myself laugh. I know. <laughs> I don't know where that just came from. So last week I told you guys how I like to start mm-hmm. drinking my wine out of uh, these thingies. Is that a Bon Maman glass? These are a Le Parfait jam jars, and I just uh, really like, like it. It's like my yeah. wine glass of choice now. I like Can they sponsor the show. I like the little thingies, patrons yeah. who are watching the video form of the podcast. You can see this. It's just it feels right. It feels casual. It feels homey. It feels comfortable. And I'm drinking like incredible wine out of it. It looks like you might be drinking like Carlo Rossi or something, but I'm not. <laughs> Um, if you want cheaper versions, you just go to the grocery store and buy the Bun Memo jam jars. Oh, sure. For two eighty nine, it's the same jar. Sure. There you go. Costco has the big one if you need tumblers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, this is from Sarah. Sarah. Over on uh, on Instagram. Okay. S.S. Weldon. Uh, she said, let's talk teeth. Angela, your teeth are so white. What products do you use? I'm sure they are as chemical-free and natural as possible, so my, I'm interested. A big thank you from all your coffee and espresso-drinking friends. Uh, do you whiten your teeth? Have you ever whitened your teeth? I know you're in Operation Teeth right now. I am, you guys. Yeah. I actually debated whether I was going to talk about this on the podcast or not. <laughs> I f- didn't you last week? Did I? See? Or was that a private conversation? I don't know. It's all, all smears together. Um, so... Yeah, why don't you start? Because you do whiten your teeth. Okay, I do. Uh, well, I, I, okay, I use doTERRA's uh, On Guard toothpaste. And I feel, I never really thought about it, but my mom said something to me last weekend. She got a compliment on her teeth, and she's like, it's got to be the On Guard, because, I mean, I, I drink a lot of espresso, and I drink a lot of red wine, 
<clears throat> and something has got to be working. Um, about once a quarter at Costco, I will grab like the Crest White Strips. So no, I hate to disappoint you, Sarah, but like I'm not really thinking about chemicals. I'm just thinking about how much I love white teeth. And um, I'll use a couple of them. I never go through the whole package. I use like one or two just as a refresher. Probably 20 years ago, I did get them whitened. Um, like at the dentist's office. And I just have tried to maintain it. Mm -hmm. I It is something that's really important to me. I really like white teeth. Uh, so... I probably would do whatever it takes to keep them white. That's an I've American for you. I've spent a lot, right? <laughs> I've spent a lot of money on my teeth. I've had braces twice. I've had chipped teeth repaired. Um, and uh, some of you are rolling your eyes because you know that I'm terrible about flossing my teeth. It's because I have a permanent retainer and I'm a weenie. Uh, but yeah, I like white teeth. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Mm hmm. Um, I am in the process of getting braces for a second time, which is not a fun thing to do, but I've been putting it off for years and my teeth keep shifting is the problem. Mm. And so I have to fix some bite issues. Otherwise, cosmetically, I would probably just scoot over it. But it's here's the thing about teeth. Teeth get worse as you get older. So like anything you have now gets amplified decades down the road. You know, and so like I have an entire part of my mouth that's shifting inwards. The teeth are starting to tilt inwards all along the oh. whole side. And so you imagine that amplified by 40 years when you're a pasta granny. Exactly. And all of a sudden mm -hmm. you can't floss or barely brush and you have all kinds of decay problems because those teeth have grown so close together. So I had braces when I was younger and they have just shifted. So I'm, I actually just got, had my last appointment last week and they said, great, you can come in on this day and get them. And it was the day before we were supposed to go to Italy. And I'm like, uh, Ugh. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> so can we do them when I come back, please? Which is a bit anticlimactic when you finally decide, you know, those things that weigh on your mind and you're like, you need I to know. do this, you need to I do know. this. And then it's like, okay, in six months, you, you finally pull the trigger and this has been like six dental appointments and consultations and different scans made. And like, here we are finally. And I'm like, hey, can we put it off three more weeks, please? Because. But you you have to, you're going to get Invisalign and you have I'm to gonna, wear those 23 hours a day. Yeah. You can't wear those in Italy. You, you can't, don't want to mess with that. No, you can't. Yeah. You cannot do it. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm going to be sore for the first while because we're doing right. some genuine, like genuine bite correction, not just mm -hmm. straightening of teeth. So I'm going to be doing Invisalign. My mom was a dental hygienist, and she did Invisalign from this really great local orthodontist. And so I'm going to be doing that, which is going to be very unfun. And they estimate it to take about a year and a half. So whoa, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. Have you ever Ugh, had blue. braces? Yeah, I had braces, you but like yeah, typical metal bracket yeah. wire braces um, in middle yeah. school. See, I, d I stopped the retention and then my wisdom teeth came in and my bottom teeth just went. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wasn't having it. Yeah. I mean, so my reward to myself after getting braces is mm -hmm. going to be to get my teeth whitened. So there you go. That was a long story. But Do you ever use white strips or anything? I've used them maybe like once ever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a power. I mean, that's. I always have white strips in the cupboard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like if the way a, my, a they make my or... teeth feel. 
I don't like the teeth sensitive aspect. It makes of them it. sensitive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think these days they probably have like a sensitive version. Okay. Maybe weenies, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah, so that's <clears throat> that's it. Um, I'm also. I think it sounds. This sounds really neurotic, but I'm probably cognizant of how I drink my beverages too. Mm. I'm probably not slurping the espresso all over my teeth and because mm-hmm. it is something that's important to me. I'm assuming there's probably some subliminal why, techniques going why on Why do there. you think that know. that is an important thing to you? Um, because I wear bright lipstick and mm-hmm. um, I want the versatility of wearing, well, first of all, it's youthful. Second of all, uh, it's I want the versatility of wearing different lipstick colors. So I yeah. do like to wear like a really magenta hot pink and yellow teeth look nasty with that color. Um, and I like to switch between like a blue red and an orange red. And all of that like affects mm-hmm. or your teeth. You know, they either complement or it either makes them look good or it makes them look worse. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think some nothing is really as pretty as like just a really clear, shiny lip gloss with nice white teeth. You know, that's really pretty. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> okay. Elisa at Our Family, Our Family at Home wonders if we have a playlist anywhere for entertaining, cleaning, etc. She says she's trying to find a good mix, but so many have explicit songs thrown in or are just not quite what she's looking for. Mm. This makes me sad. I wish we had like a Spotify. I know this is a very personal thing. I do have a liked songs playlist on Spotify and it has sort of become like the soundtrack for my family because it is, it's all good music, Mm -hmm. but it's to my taste. And I know that's really, I like a certain type of music, I guess. I mean, it's okay. Let me think. So if I go to my Spotify, I have my liked songs, which has a variety of different things on it. Um, I have played recently Simon and Garfunkel Radio. Angela probably wouldn't like that one. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> Sean Mendez workout music. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is the revivalists. Don't play that one. If you know, there's some explicit words on there, um, Andersonese also don't play that one. Dinner mood and um, dinner mood. Dinner mood was the last playlist I played on Spotify. What's on dinner mood? Leon Bridges. Ooh, the Teskey Brothers. That's a good one. Nora Jones. Meh. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I feel meh about her. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry, I don't know. Uh, if I don't know when people come over, I usually will put on Madeline Peru. I put mm-hmm. on Melody Garrett. Yeah, um, I just put on like that R and B jazz slash. Yeah. Okay. If we're mm-hmm. out, if we're gonna be outside grilling, I'll put on like Southern Blues or Marcus King Radio or something that's got a little bluesy funk to it. Because I'm married to mm-hmm. a Southern man. Like, yeah, you know, you got to play the blues. So it depends on what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, it sort of depends on like kind of, again, you don't always know your audience and music's so personal. Yeah. So I can kind of like we're a country music family. And so if I know the people that are coming over, and I don't like all country music, it makes me gross out. But we love George Strait and like that genre. So 
if it's someone older coming over, I think they're going to enjoy that. Then I'll play our George Strait playlist. Yeah. Um, I have my like French cafe playlist, which is a lot of uh, Madeline and Ella. Ella's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. She can do no wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, and like um, Pomplamoose and yeah. who is the gal that was married to the French president? Don't know. Carla Bruni. Pink Martini's um, fun. Pink Martini's Carla a Bruni. Pink Martini. Really yeah, fun kind dinner. Of a playlist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when all else fails, like I just, and Henri Salvador, fabulous. Like that's a great, mm. great. Django Reinhardt. Yeah, right. Those are right yeah. up going to be in the same genre, kind of. Um, and then I just play Sydney Bechet jazz. Yeah. Yes. The there time. you go. Perfect. My kids are like, "Oh, mom, with the jazz," but I love it. So, so we went to our friend's Airbnb recently, and we stayed up there for like a weekend away, mm-hmm. and it was wonderful. But here's the thing: I grew up with a lot of country music, and mm-hmm. you know, was very into like country swing dancing. In middle school mm-hmm. and high school and in college and two-stepping and all the George Strait and all the like kind of classic country, Merle Haggard and Chris Ledoux mm-hmm. and oh like my gosh, Merle Haggard. Waylon Jennings and like Waylon. Yep. But you don't like it anymore, do you? Well, here's the thing, you guys, is like music is incredibly powerful. And it takes you back. It takes me and back to we it. We all know Shay doesn't like to go back. It is a yeah. time that I physically cannot really stomach going back to. Yeah. And yeah. I know we all like I'm not alone in this. People's got people's got places in their pasts like they mm-hmm. don't want to go. I do not want to go back to high school and to college. Like those were very hard, horrible years for me. <laughs> so mm-hmm. anyway, so we go to my friend's Airbnb and my friend Cody loves country music he loves johnny cash and so he put on travis tritt radio and i was like i love travis tritt i love him and i was like, driving your country girlfriend i was so happy <laughs> oh listening to travis tritt there's a quarter call someone who cares right? it was great yeah. um because travis was my love for travis was like sort of pre times I don't want to go back to and it was okay. so enjoyable but music is incredibly incredibly powerful I p- played Stu the Maroon 5 album that we both loved when we were dating and I still love it but it's also like I can't go back there <laughs> I don't want to go back there <laughs> so it's it's tricky um when I play like my French jazz or these sort of Django or like Sydney, these people who I sort of fell in love with later in life, mm-hmm. I feel a greater peace with that because it's not taking me somewhere. It's not taking me yep. somewhere. So it either has to hit that pocket of my like spirit or it has to be like pre-puberty. <laughs> so like <laughs> TLC or <laughs> Ew. like something wonderful, you know? I saw them in concert. Um. Yeah, just something, something from the '90s. You know, okay. anything. Give me some REM or like Counting Crows or like just something that was like pre. That, gotcha. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Not weird. Music is so weird like that. It's so weird. Do you yeah. have Do you have music you avoid? Uh. 
I guess I avoid it because my kids are around. Because it like oh sure, <laughs> it. I mean, it makes me a different person. I'm just. It's like I'm. I'm just me. Like I mm. just want to like throw down. Like I like what. Like I. I love Aerosmith. Oh, okay. I love Aerosmith. That is my favorite band. I wasn't like a hair band person or anything. I mean, I can appreciate, you know, I like Guns N' Roses and can appreciate some old Poison songs and stuff. But I found Aerosmith very musical and very talented as like a vocalist. And I love them. And I don't want to listen to that with my kids. I want to listen to that by myself. (laughs) You know? Yeah. 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 Um, so I listened to this podcast called Nate Land. I talked about him last week. But right, one question right, that they good. posed on the podcast recently was like, what food do you have to eat alone? Like no one can be uh, around to see what's about to go down. Oh, what is yours? I know what mine is. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't can see what's about to go down. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, probably talk. I mean, I probably shouldn't eat tacos in the company of anybody because I just don't oh, it's care. Ridiculous! It's just, I ate just a, like a- I ate a cream puff on my workshop that I did last week, oh. and it was like Stu's like, you know, you're mic'd, <laughs> you're mic'd up, like everyone can hear. <laughs> I was it was so good. <laughs> um, when I was growing up. We would go to Gordon Food Service for bulk stuff. And I don't know, my mom just got it in her craw that Gordon Food Service was the place to go. We would go to Meyer and D&W, all my Michigan people back in the day, and Gordon Food Service. My mom would buy this monster – I'm holding my tweezers just in case I have like a <laughs> mustache hair I need to pull out – my mom would buy this monster bag of mozzarella, like crumbled mozzarella. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. And uh, so we had these things that we would do as kids when the groceries were getting low. And but there was always enough mozzarella. And mm-hmm. we had a microwave. <laughs> I remember when we got a microwave. It was a big deal. And I would put mozzarella in a bowl and melt it <laughs> and eat it with a fork. Like a glutton. And to this day, like nine nine o'clock at night, nine thirty at night, I get that bag of Chihuahua cheese oh from Costco. Gosh. I can fry me up some cheese and jalapenos and put on the Durrells and just sit in my bed like oh my this gosh. is the life. No one's around. I'm just eating fried cheese and no one can see me. And which direction was your butt going at this point? Exactly, right? <laughs> No, with some habanero sauce. So the next morning, everything is just gone. Half a bottle of habanero. DMI. (laughs) DMI. Oh, that's so funny. So good. So it's probably fried cheese for me. It's terrible. Yeah, I do love fried cheese. Fry some Yarlberg. Pass that on. Oh my gosh, that's just it. My my Amelie, she's like, oh man, fried Gruyere. Mm-hmm. She's like, just get out of here. Give me a yeah. cast iron skillet and some fried. Yeah, Gruyere. give me a bottle of Dry Farms and a block of cheese, and I will live happily. Right. Happily, happily, happily. Um, I okay. I will say this because I know we have listeners that watch my YouTube channel. Uh, I love selecting the songs for YouTube, and at one point I was getting so much feedback about the songs I was selecting. I made a playlist. So somewhere on my YouTube channel is a like a four hour video or something of all the songs that were everybody's favorite from my YouTube channel, and it's going to kind of vary from like. 
country to ethereal garden, warm, fuzzy. I mean, it's going to give you all the feels. So you might want to check that out. There you Mm -hmm. go. Last year, we finally took the jump into the freeze-drying world with a beautiful new freeze-dryer from Harvest Dry, and we are so glad that we did. As a homemaker and gardener, these freeze-dryers have the very important job of making sure that nothing, whether it's a bountiful crop from the garden or leftover soup from Sunday supper, go to waste. These incredible machines are very versatile. You can use your freeze-dryer to preserve dairy, meat, produce, and even complete meals. Here's the very best part. Everything is completely automatic. You literally just fill the freeze-dryer trays, push the start button, and walk away. Preserving food can be that simple. Freeze-dried food lasts for 25 years in your cupboards and will maintain taste and color and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value, and home freeze-dried food costs one-third the cost of store-bought, which means your freeze-dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze-dryer so you can have it set up and ready for spring and summer bounty, whether you're freeze-drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs. Harvest Right machines are the best on the market and will soon become an invaluable player of your preserving kitchen. Visit bit.ly forward slash Harvest Right Homemaker or click the link in the show notes to shop your new home freeze dryer system from Harvest Right today. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Tubes & Co., Tubes & Co. believes in skincare products that nourish and restore and come from simple, wholesome ingredients. Emily began crafting skincare and makeup from her farmhouse kitchen after discovering how organic tallow, high-quality cold-pressed olive oil, and other quality natural ingredients made a huge difference in her skin and in her family's wellness. Now, Tubes & Co. has expanded to not only include beautiful skincare, but also wonderful makeup products. These are products that I use on my skin every single day. I wash with the charcoal bar, and then I move on to the glow serums and the hydrating serums, all the makeups, all the bronzers, all the highlighters, the mascara, the eyeshadow. It's all so clean and so good. Visit tubesandco.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC for a 10% discount. Are you ready for a well-appointed bathroom? How about a stack of gorgeous towels from American Blossom Linens? I have them and I love them. For your well-appointed bathroom, why not wrap yourself in the most luxurious, thick, oversized towels made in America? These long-lasting, absorbent, heirloom-quality towels will surround you with the plush comfort you can expect from 100% organic West Texas cotton. Feel the softness of the ring-spun, combed, two-ply cotton loops against your skin. These luxurious towels and washcloths are O-E-K-O certified, so you can rest assured they are made without harmful chemicals. Unlike others, American Blossom's organic cotton sets of towels are made with all USA materials and nothing ever leaves the United States. So visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEET20 for 20% off. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Let's do another. Oh, boy. I don't even remember how that question. Oh, the playlist. That's right. Playlist. Um, okay. This is a great question. I have a okay. question for you. She would like to remain anonymous. Okay. So at anonymous on Instagram, you mentioned that you don't use sunscreen. Can you expand a little on why? And how do you prefer 
yourself and your family, or how prevent, she means, prevent yourself and your family from getting burned. <laughs> I realize sun exposure is good for us, but burning is not. Thank you. This is controversial. Here we go. <laughs> Down the rabbit hole. <laughs> the, uh, okay. <clears throat> I'm going to sound like a conspiracy theorist when I say this. Get it, girl. But... <laughs> I think that people's skin reaction to the sun is very connected to the way that they eat. Dun, dun, dun. We should find scary organ music for Stuart to insert. I know. Every time I say, fun. this might be controversial. That we should really. Dun, do. dun, dun. Yeah. Um, so I think that, that people aren't going to agree with that, but that's what I think. At this point oh, in okay, my life. you want to tell us why? Do so, you have your reasons? Yes. Okay. Yes. A gigantic portion of the amount of calories that Americans in particular take in now are connected in some form or fashion to seed oils. And Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad you're going to say that. These are rancid and these are toxic. And to avoid these is almost impossible. I wrote a blog post on it recently. It's very, very difficult. They are in everything from vegetable oils to safflower oil to most sunflower oils because that's a very delicate oil. It goes very rancid super quickly. Um, mm -hmm. These chemical vegetable, which is not really a thing, oils, they're toxic to your body. Um, so many studies have been done on this, and what has been discovered is that when you eliminate these oils from your body, your skin does not react the same to the sun. So mm -hmm. we do not eat these oils. We try our very best to avoid them as much as possible in our home. And it's so difficult. It's so difficult. <laughs> it's the minute you make this conversion, you will... Like you're going to need to not bring your kids grocery shopping because you will just end up swearing the whole time when you like pick up each package and read the back. And you're like, well, I guess I'm going to set aside veggie straws. Any the chips. greatest shut up food. Any, any potato chips. chips um, yeah. Almost everything. Those little organic packets of hummus from Costco. Yeah. No, it's over. Gone. Basically it's any so granola. Over. You have to be really careful with granolas. Those all have them in there. They're in everything. They're in yeah. everything. So seed oils, here's, um, I'm just pulling stuff up if you're watching on Patreon and you see me scrolling. Seed oils, oils are incorporated into your mitochondria and skin and increase the susceptibility to sunburns and oxidative stress. Yeah. And it says here, like this says studies have shown you cannot induce skin cancer without linoleic acid from seed oils. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong on the fly. So, so People don't like this. And I genuinely, like, I do try to keep friends, you guys. If you're my friend in real life, like, I don't talk about this probably to you. Right. Unless I, I'm specifically asked. Yeah. I If I go to the lake with somebody, I'd let them do whatever they would like. I do not say mm -hmm. anything. Because fellowship is very important. But since you asked. <laughs> right. Um, so we don't use sunscreen. We use swim shirts. Sometimes if we haven't been out in the sun, like, if we're sort of. It's like getting into water. You sort of need to do it slowly. You need to say, hey, hey, skin, here's what we're doing. We're out here now. We're in the sun. I always wear mm -hmm. a sun hat and glasses to protect my face simply because if I don't, I scowl and I get 11s between my eyebrows. So I always wear mm -hmm. a sun hat. But other than that, 
I love my body to soak up the sun. I think it's an amazing healing tool. I think it's really powerful. And I love to expose my skin to the sun. And the same for my children. And they do not burn. But I'll tell you what, buying sunscreen and putting it on your kids is a lot easier Mm -hmm. than not feeding them seed oils. Um, This is our first year. So this is relatively new. I think you and I have each discovered this sort of in the last year, year and a half, as far as the seed oil sunburn connection. But uh, I have a couple kids that burn pretty easy. And this is the first year that they haven't burned on their like, you know, that first run, that first week when you're just like outside every week. It's been very interesting. Yeah. Um. It's, yeah, it's I know always it's really controversial. I I know. It's but I, my my I've always been just like not always, but probably for the last fifteen years or so, have just been the kind of anti sunscreen. Like I, I it started when I I used to sell cosmetics and I learned uh, this this brand that I that I sold. Uh, they didn't have sunscreen in their foundation. And I asked that once um, at a training, and they said sunscreen is the number one irritant in skincare, so we leave it out, and we we make one, and you can put it on before your uh, makeup. But this is why our makeup is like people don't react to it because it doesn't have sunscreen, and that sort of got my wheels spinning. That was a long time ago. It got me my wheels spinning on sunscreen. And then I started reading about just like the chemicals and endocrine disruptors in it. And so we really don't use sunscreen as a family. I mean, when we took the kids to Florida a few years ago, we've got like that baby, there's some little stick that you can get at Walgreens and it seemed about as kosher as I could get my hands on, but I knew my kids were going to fry, but the, those first few days, but now that I've made the seed oils connection, um, it's really different. It's really, it's, I can see it making a difference. Mm-hmm. Are you frozen? <laughs> You're there. Yeah. I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So some alternatives. Yeah, so uh, shea would be like topical caffeine. Shea butter. Okay. Um, as far as like putting something on your skin and coconut oil. Um, Toops and Company, who we're talking about all the time on the show, they have a sun balm. Yes. That, that you can use that has yep. zinc. And, That's what I would use. Uh, all sorts of good stuff in it, but it's, you know, it's not nuclear. You're going, I talked to Emily a few weeks ago. She's like, you will need to reapply it. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not what Matt, you know. Well, that's what's tricky market. is you're asking mm-hmm. it to do something like humans have been in the sun for right. a very long time, mm-hmm. for a very long time. And so I think the bigger question is why do we, why are we reacting to the sun in a negative way now? Right. The sun well, gives life to be- everything. Yeah. that it hits, right? Like our gardens, mm-hmm. like our, they need that. So <clears throat> that might be a little woo out there for something, but mm-hmm. there you go. But that's our answer. That's my answer. Okay. Um, I'm sure there's some Shay, people. this one is for you. The, okay. Okay. I feel like I need to go get a few as an example for the patrons. Um, I'm scared. This gal, Ravonda, <laughs> she would like to know, if you have learned the joys of an espadrille yet. Yes. I wore a pair of espadrilles the other day and somebody told me my legs looked very nice. Yes. And why is that, Shay? Why do one's legs look nice in espadrilles? Because they're 
the same color as your leg. Because they make your legs look long? So they look long. Okay, there you go. Yes. Your eye doesn't just go clunk and stop mm-hmm. down at the feet. It just keeps going. Mm-hmm. So, friends, an espadrille mm-hmm. is that sandal, mm-hmm. that wedge sandal or that high-heeled sandal that's like woven like a basket, I guess is going to be the best way to describe it. And they can be very glam mm-hmm. on the top, but they're going to be a little bit more rustic on the bottom. They're my favorite. They're so much my favorite. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. That um, yep. I, I have a really pretty pair. once. They're so much my favorite. I went on vacation once and I forgot them. And uh, I had a friend get into my house and overnight them to me. Because I was like, <laughs> no, you don't understand. I cannot do this vacation without my espadrilles. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. There you go. Yes. Wonderful. They are a beautiful summer sandal. Okay. Okay. Um, how does one? This is Krista at Crystal for God on Instagram, excuse me. How does one stay smelling fresh when you want to avoid the chemicals in perfume, especially when you don't shower every day? Suggestions to freshen up and smell lovely. Okay, well, I use Tubes & Co. Extra Strength de- deodorant. So it is... They have an extra strength? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> noted. <laughs> it's great. It is such... I feel... Deodorant, like putting it by your lymph nodes right there, like freaks me out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Emily has crafted a genuinely helpful deodorant in terms of that. It's very good. Um, Can we just like, can we just like, if we're going to talk about sunscreen, can we just say that for a second? Like for, I know there's a good portion of our audience that's looking to make like changes towards the better and like weird changes. Okay. Stop buying deodorant from Walgreens and from the grocery store. No more sure. No more suave. No more secret. No more nothing. Nada. Aluminum. Garbage. Yeah. Find an alternative deodorant. Sephora sells one. Other stores. I'm trying to think of how, like, what my what was my gateway drug into alternative deodorant? I think it was like a really pretty little tube I found it. Sephora once and I could pronounce all the ingredients and there's yeah. nothing metallic in them. We're talking about a lifetime of pasting metal and poison on your lymph nodes that are like directly connected to your breast tissue. Please, for the love, stop. Mm-hmm. There's my PSA. Okay. There you go. Okay. Um, so we, we talk about like in design, neutralizing the ugly first. So neutralize the Mm -hmm. smell first. Again, your diet is going to have a massive impact on that. Um, Mm. but also people smell, people smell and like, yeah, it's not always a bad thing. You know, like we work out Mm -hmm. in the garden, we have a certain musk to ourselves, (laughs) but like when I, when I like smell Stuart with his garden musk, like it's not a bad smell to me. Right. Um, it's like a man who's labored all day. Like that's that's mm-hmm. a good thing. But that being said, we do wear deodorant and we wear Tubes & Co. Um, essential oils are the obvious choice for smelling good, but they're certainly different than a perfume. So mm-hmm. I use oils a lot. Um, I get a mas- Madagascar vanilla that's really beautiful. Jasmine is a really beautiful oil to wear. It's very feminine. I wear that one a lot, but I also do wear synthetic perfume, and I know that that's not going to be great because I just told you to not wear deodorant. But I only spray it on my clothes. I don't spray it on my skin. Oh, my gosh. 
You know, and you didn't used to wear perfume either. No, and I, just, I still only wear it on special occasions. So it's not something that I'm like inhaling or dealing with all the time. Mm-hmm. It will stain your clothes. So I don't you have care. to do it the right way. I don't. Okay. Here's what I do with my perfume because I do wear per- perfume a few times a week. I like spray back here mm-hmm. and I try to hit like the bottom of my hair okay. and a little bit of my neck. Because obviously perfume is going to work best when it gets warm. And that's why you put it like on your wrist and your neck, you know, areas that are warmer. But okay, there you but go. I'm so afraid of it these days. I know. I'm like, I just want to smell like Chanel number five <laughs> and not die. Is that too yes, much to ask? That's at, yeah. You yeah. cannot have both things. Yeah. <laughs> but there you go. Um, vanilla and jasmine are my favorite oils to wear in terms of just smelling Mm. good and i'll just rub those kind of on my wrists or like behind my ears you know or i'll scrunch them into my hair or various things like that okay yep there you go Mm. but okay when you're working out and it's summertime and you're working out in the garden like i have to rinse my body every day whether it's in a lake or like in a, a shower or a in a bath. bath. Like whatever you got to do. When I was yeah. little, my mom used to, I remember her, she would sit us up on the counter in the bathroom and she would wash our feet with hot soapy water. Oh, yeah. And then she mm-hmm. would take a washcloth and she would put it under the hot water and she would wipe off the back of our neck. She would wipe off between our fingers and she would wipe our armpits. And that mm-hmm. was like a, hey, I don't have time to give you a bath, but like. You know, we, ladies, my, my, we called that a sponge bath. And you'd like if the girls, you tie their hair up in a ponytail so you could go up with the washcloth and bring the cool water up into their hairline. Yeah. And, yeah. and ladies, let's just remember, too, like a lot of us are married. A lot of us are going into bed at night with our person that we do certain marital things with. <laughs> Come on. Like wipe, wipe, wipe down. OK, oh I'm serious. <gasps> Clean yourself. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I heard somebody say that's. Sorry, that <laughs> that's like the first step of. I don't want to say this word because we might get in trouble, but like foreplay It's like, how about we just okay. be clean? That's a re- right? that's a really nice first step to. Hey, I feel like we should do this. <laughs> I feel good about doing this how right about now. We not be repulsive. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Come to the arena ready to fight. All right. <laughs> Anytime you guys hear radio silence, is because Shay is doubled over at her desk. <laughs> I'm so going to use that. Are you not entertained? <laughs> Come to the arena ready to fight. That is what I was trying to say. Thank Just you. Just saying. Okay. Um, this is from Farm and Flower WA. Okay. Um, she's been uh, watching and listening since day one, so we love you for that. I can't believe she's still here. Thank you, Thank you right? Uh, I don't know. She probably wears sunblock. Okay, she's probably out of here now. Listen, okay, to, no, what? listen to this. Okay, I was just thinking okay. today, back like I don't know, a year and a half ago, whatever, and I was like, I think I'm only gonna wear natural fabrics. Oh my gosh, Shay, you were on a bender. You had just discovered Outlander and you're like, that's uh, I'm done with polyester. I'm done with all of that. I'm just going to like be out in my garden. I'm going to get a corset and wear it upside down. And like, <laughs> she did. She got a corset and she wore it upside down. <laughs> it's true. It's true. 
You know what I realized today when I was I was running through my head and like, what will I be packing and wearing on our trip? My favorite mm. dresses are all these like cheapo synthetic <laughs> like thrift store dresses that I bought for $40, you know, mm-hmm. eight years ago that I still wear all the time because it travels really well. It doesn't wrinkle like. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Um, Farm and Flower WA has a really, I think, a really great question. Okay. Um, where do we picture ourselves as homemakers in ten years? Oh, oh, or or uh, ten year goals for our farm. If you want to be able to open it up a little wider. <laughs> do you want to start? Do you want to start? Well, yeah, I mean, I could, I think I could probably imagine my farm 10 years from now. I mean, we're just doing a lot of work now. We're older and we're doing a lot of work now that's really brutal, so we don't have to do it later. And we're doing a lot of work now in faith that, and, and who doesn't, but in faith that it's going to um, be something. Uh, I remember back when I was renting, like just sobbing to Shay, I want to own my own farm and I want to harvest my first apple before I'm 50. <laughs> like, please. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this fall we're planting wine grapes and I was so encouraged the other day, Shay said her wine grapes, they're just going to get their first harvest this year. Mm-hmm. So I feel, I imagine in 10 years, um, we're going to make, we're going to have some changes uh, in the books. So, as much as I love my green grass paths out in my potage, we're already talking about making those gravel so that it's easier for us when we're older because the the grass grows into the beds every spring and winter. And it's so we spend the first part of the spring like redelineating everything. So we're talking about um, I imagine 10 years from now that will be gravel. I imagine the orchard will be up and running and producing and the grapes will be growing and there will be a proper barn where a three-car garage is. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll have, I feel like we've eliminated uh, superfluous, like more hobby amusement type aspects of our farm. We got rid of geese, all but two of our goats. We got rid of, we just have one goose left because we can't bear to part with her, but we got rid of our geese. Um, Mm -hmm. We're not going to try meat chickens anymore. I'm just going to buy chickens. I'm happy to raise ducks, but I'm just going to buy chickens. So there's those little things that we've learned along the way. So we don't have to worry about those things 10 years from now, stressing, stressing us out. Um, The idea for our farm 10 years from now is that it's functional and it provides for us that it works for us instead of us working so much for it, that there's a slight tip in the scales. That is our goal for 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. Um, what about yeah. with your homemaking? <sighs> Aiden will be 27 if you would like to do that. Yeah. Now. Yeah. 10 years from now, I will have a, 16 year old will be my youngest and so that's interesting um god willing i'm a grandmother i mean i'd love to be a grandmother i'm 
gagging to be a grandmother. <laughs> no, that sounds so weird, but like, bring it. Um, 10 years is not that as, long. It's not that long. Yeah. It's not that long at all. I mean, really, I my end game is that I just get to be an old lady surrounded by my people. That's the business. Yes, I have business goals. I care and I don't care. I just want to be an old lady surrounded by my people. That's my end game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good end game. Yeah, I, I think ours are very similar. I mean, Stu and I have been married for, at the time of recording this, almost 14 years. And it has been a hard 14 years, not in terms of the marriage, but in terms of two cross-country moves and careers and getting through college and paying off student yeah. debt and building a farm and then moving and then building another farm and starting a business and having four kids and buying our first house and doing it all again and mm -hmm. renovating property. And when I look back and I'm like, man, <clears throat> I'm kind of tired. <laughs> Yeah, the goal isn't to keep going. I know some of you watch our channels yeah. and you're like, how do you guys do it all? Like, the goal is not to live like this. The goal is to get it done. And both of us have, we're built with a, a certain amount of grit where we can, we're ready to get it done over a, like five to eight year period of time or whatever, and then live. Like, well, we don't want to be mm -hmm. in project mode and. <sighs> yeah, that's what you I know. told Sue. I was like, I know, yeah. I know that I'm pushing you right now because Stuart is not geared the same way that I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just a little bit longer. Like, we got to get the property done. And when I mean done, I mean, like, there is a barn for animals to go and there is a place to park the tractor. Irrigation is accounted for. You know, just general mm -hmm. things like that. And um, the idea is to get to a point where we can work a certain level of finesse into our homemaking, into our child relationships into each other into our work just this this detailed work that we haven't been able to do because we've been doing such moving such giant mountains mm -hmm. and i think that that's just reflective of where we are in terms of marriage and you know you have kids and you're figuring it all out and trying to sort out what's what and are we going to homeschool are we not going to homeschool what are we going to do for a job how are we going to make a living um, what animals are we interested in owning? What what are we mm -hmm. what jobs on the farm are we interested in? And what I love about what we do now is whether the cameras are rolling or not, I would do the exact same, same things, <laughs> right? right? I'd still be in there making my apricot jam. I'd still be tending to my honeybees. I'd still be cleaning my bathroom the same way. It would all be the same. There would literally just not be a camera there documenting it all. And so, when I think about the next ten years, I think. I think about a layer of detailed work and intention that mm -hmm. it hasn't quite been layered in yet. I think we're getting yeah. there. I think we really are getting there. I don't desire a bigger house. I don't desire more, more, more. I desire time with my people. And, you know, we have some, I'll just say, like, they're just some private family things that we, like, goals that we have, things that we would like to do with the children, places that we would like to go, mm -hmm. time that we would like to spend together. Um, and so we certainly have some of those sort of on the docket for the next the next 10 years are, are you know, kind of last 10 years 
with children in the house, I guess. I guess our youngest would be 16 and our oldest would be 21. So that's going to change a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's going to go fast. Yeah. Very fast. So very fast. I, I am, I will say though, I am grateful, so very grateful for the work that we do. And oftentimes I just step back and I'm like, I've worked in jobs I just hate, soul sucking mm-hmm. jobs. And I feel so grateful every day that I don't have to work in a job like that. Because mm-hmm. I've been there and I've done it. And I'm, yeah, I hope for another 10 years of not having to do that. <laughs> Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Uh, this is Jordan. Okay. Also from Instagram. Um, hmm. She wants to know how we keep our white bedding white. <laughs> we have, she says, we have white sheets in a duvet and she uses OxyClean powder specifically for whites and doesn't notice a difference at all yet. And their bedding is getting dull. Usually it's water, soft water or hard water. My parents have incredible, yeah. like have a water softener on their well, and it does not uh-huh. matter the amount of bleach or OxyClean that is used. Right. They dinge. Um, I w- yeah. My, that is a, a real problem it in is. our house. It is. Mm-hmm. My biggest recommendation would be to get your whites out into the sun on a line on mm-hmm. a sunny day. I mean, there's no way to combat bad water. I mean, there's nothing you can do. There's no well, salt. I mean, our for us, we have to keep up with the salt. Like, if I start feeling my hair, I'm like, Joel, uh, what's with the salt mm-hmm. in the water softener? You know, mm-hmm. and sure enough, it's like a week late or something, mm-hmm. yeah. or something wasn't working a few months ago. And Amelie and I were like, my hair has like film. Yeah, it's like lanolin. This is disgusting. And then you start looking at your socks, and you're like, these aren't really clean, are they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, That's definitely. My guess. Look, look to the water. Yeah, and and there's got to be something else by way of peroxide or lemon juice or, like you said, sunshine. A combination of all of those things. Um, I did a YouTube video once on caring for old linens. I don't remember the names of the products. They're in my laundry room around the corner. But there's some really great products that you can use when you do find old linens that gets rid of like the yellow gunge. So you might need to use something like that. One's got the word quilt in it. And I think one has the word restore, but off the top of my head, I don't remember. But yeah, usually it's a, it's a water thing, not a yep detergent thing. Yep. Um, okay. Jordan would also like to know how um, she knows we don't purchase fast food per se. But she'd love to hear our tried and true favorites from Costco. Oh, okay. Our white flag uh, foods. I actually don't get well. I mean, I know you get like the ready baked baguettes. You like to have those on. Uh, hand, that sourdough right? bread, like ready baked, mm-hmm. whatever. I keep those mm-hmm. on hand the, for emergencies. Mine doesn't have those anymore. Okay, bummer. It's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're not great, but. I know, but still. If you have company show up last minute and you're like, oh, we need more bread. We need two loaves of bread to stretch this meal out. Um, I do buy in the summertime, I do buy my kids sandwich bread from there, which I know is not great. But did you try the Angelina's yet? No, because I couldn't remember the name of it. Wouldn't you know? I looked and looked and looked. I'm like, I feel like I'll know uh, it if I see it. It's a three pack. And it's white and yellow. The wrapping okay. is white and yellow. And it's, I think these days it's about up to $8 and something. It uh, used to be 6 something. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, bread for sandwiches if I don't have time to make bread. 
Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I don't buy like, I just don't. It's just not me to buy. I don't buy the ready-made food stuff. Like, I don't buy frozen yeah. pizzas or pot stickers. Like, I just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I do get pot stickers from Trader Joe's. Okay. There you go. They're amazing. There you go. When I go through Milwaukee, I am known to buy like 15 bags of pot stickers. (laughs) I love pot stickers. For the next four months, I put them in the freezer. That is my bailout meal. Rice, pot stickers, and that's what I do. I just, I look like a lunatic at Trader Joe's. okay. They're like, what are you doing? In the winter, I buy all the puff pastry. (laughs) Do they have a good puff pastry? No one has good puff pastry. Stop with the vegetable oils. It's caca. I know you can make it. Okay, well, I haven't looked. Okay, I guess I should look at yeah. it. But I, I would take a butter puff pastry. I would love to have that on hand for emergencies. But I, oh, there's dang, now you're making me. I have never even thought nowhere. about looking. It's just that's like my, I just buy them. They only have them at the holidays. So hmm. my mom went through last time and she bought me 18 of them. Because if I, if we're recording this show or if I have a pinch look. night, yep. the girls, yeah, check the ingredients. Now you're going to like burst my bubble. Sorry. You. I, I, I would genuinely love, if anybody knows a puff pastry, a ready-made puff pastry that uses butter. Oh, I got to know. Um, I would love to know the brand because there is nowhere in my vicinity at all, all butter puff pastry sheets. Yeah. I think so. I think it's fine. So I need to just go to Trader Joe's. There you go. Flour, butter, salt, sugar, water. Come on. Send me a box. Boom. I want 18 of those. My mom bought. I, she's like, I'm, I'm coming up. Can I get anything for you? I puff said, could you pastry. please stop in Milwaukee and buy every single puff pastry that Trader Joe's have? I just looked in my freezer. I have one left. I would love this. Does anyone live near Trader Joe's? I would love this. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. That's okay. great. This is another thing I haven't looked at. Okay. Um Homemade tortillas are obviously fabulous. I don't, I'm scared to look. It's vegetable oil. I looked at everything else at Costco, but I know. Mm. I get these tortillas, these organic, like you cook them up tortillas at Costco. Oh, yeah. They have vegetable oil. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Well, once a week. But (laughs) then I read a few weeks ago that like it's not worth cheating on the seed and vegetable oils because it stays in your body for four years. Like the ramifications of ingesting it lasts for four years i'm like oh that's bloody oh listen you ain't avoiding it i mean there is (sighs) no way you have to just try to lower the exposure yeah you i mean genuinely well that's our that's our one exposure then is these stupid tortillas Mm -hmm. from costco because they're delicious um when i go shopping so i drive an hour and a half to get our azure order and that's when i like that's when i go to the big city quote unquote Nothing swanky about it. Um, and I hit Costco and I load up the truck and I know I am coming home to like Mother Hubbard, aside from, you know, your quintess, you know, grains and things like that. But I'm not going to want to cook after being mm-hmm. gone nine hours. Uh, I just grabbed the two. So if you want to talk about like cheat food, fast food, I grab the I grab two packs of the street tacos pre-made from Costco. I didn't even know they had And this. then I can just. They do. I put them on the table. They're like fifteen dollars each. I'm like eat mm-hmm. while I unload groceries, mm-hmm. and it's got like the cilantro sauce and it's cabbage and chicken, and yep, there you go. So that's like the fast foodiest thing that we do. There you go. Um, that is a perfect segue into this season sponsor, 
which is one of which is the Elliott Homestead cooking community. So I recognize this need in people's kitchens that they have for inspiration, for encouragement, for recipes that are like actually able to be made in a real kitchen with a real family with real hungry people and that's why Mm. three and a half years ago we started the elliott homestead cooking community and you can learn more about it at cook.theelliothomestead.com here's how it works you get to choose whatever sort of membership you would like you can be a digital member where everything's delivered to you digitally you can be a physical shipping member where everything is shipped to your mailbox in a physical form. Um, there's also an annual membership, which is a discounted price. So whichever works best for you. But every month I create five new recipes that are sort of centered around whole foods. They're economical. They're. I think what makes the cooking community work is that there's nothing about it that's faked. There's no recipe testing that goes anywhere else. There's no photography that goes anywhere else. There's no right. prep that goes anywhere else. There's no there's no chef. There's no cleaning crew. There is literally just me in my kitchen schlogging out recipes that I know you will love and then sending them off to my cooking community members every month. And I got to tell you like we're three and a half you know years in now. We've we've run the gamut in a lot of ways. And it's really encouraging to see what this kind of work does to women in their kitchens and sort of how it encourages them and reiterates to them that the work that you do in the kitchen, in your home, the meals that you prepare, those have value. Whether you're cooking them just for yourself, whether you're cooking them for your parents, whether you're cooking them for your whole family, that food matters. And a lot of times people really need guidance in what that looks like. And, you know, it's amazing. So we just did our first workshop, our big four-hour workshop um, last week. And there were some cooking community members in there that had been with me since the beginning. And I would even still, like the questions that people ask, like this is a lifelong love affair with cooking, with food, with food preparation, all that kind of stuff. Well, and just to know that you're, you know, you've tested them and now they're going to get worked out in front of you because how many times listeners have you gone to like all recipes or Epicurious and you've made the recipe and you get halfway through and you're thinking there's no way this recipe has been tested (laughs) like it should have. Mm -hmm. This is not going to turn out. Yeah. You can feel it. Oh, yeah. And not only mm-hmm. are the recipes, you know, tested, but then we do a hour-long cooking video to go with those five recipes right. every month. So if you're not sure, if it's a technique that you don't know, things that you would like tips on, you can watch the video and I'll kind of guide you through cooking that in my kitchen. And in a lot of people, that's the most helpful point because they need yeah. guidance. They need just somebody to kind of be over their shoulder and say, okay, think about this. Think about this. Here's the color that your chicken should be. Here's what your dough should feel like. So anyway, cook.theelliothomestead.com if you would like to check that out. We would love to welcome you as a cooking community member. And actually through the month of July, every single new cooking community member, whether they're digital or physical, is going to get 10 free recipe cards that are oriented around summer delivered to their mailbox. So that's just for a little bit longer. If you're listening to this in August, I'm sorry. But cook.theelliothomestead.com through the month of July, and you'll get 10 bonus recipes through the end of the month. Fabulous. Yep. Okay. We're going to wrap this okay. up, but here's what I want to follow up with because I just found this on my desk. So I was talking about Toops & Co. Uh, this is their sun balm. Nice. This is what I asked Emily about a few weeks ago. I said, what can I do? Because yeah. 
for all the protection I've done on my face with my hat and my sunglasses, like I will confess, I haven't been like that nice to my chest. So I want to take care of her now. Uh, so this is their sun balm. It will need to be reapplied. But I just put some on my hands while we were talking. It's f- delicious. So it's grass-fed organic tallow, uh, extra virgin olive oil, non-nano zinc oxide, coconut, CO2, and vanilla extract. There you go. It smells wonderful. You can put this on yourself and your babies and know that it's safe and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Visit toopsandco.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC for a one-time 10% off purchase. Grab some sun balm, grab some frankincense tallow balm for the rest of you because you know how obsessed I am with that. Yep. Thank you to Toops & Co. They've been a sponsor of the show since about day one. Mm-hmm. And um, I know we just talked about sunscreen. Mm-hmm. And so this is a, a great choice for mm-hmm. you. I feel like we should finish out with one more question. Do you have one more? Mm-hmm. I bet I have one more. Uh, you have one? Maybe. Okay, sure. Uh, I, Maybe. I feel like somebody had texted us earlier. Questions for this season's podcast. Okay. Do you need one or do you have one? I have one. I got an easy one for you. You want one? Sure. These, yeah, these okay. ones are beefy. Yeah, we don't have time for beefy. Okay. I got to make time. Okay. Uh, we see Shay wearing nice fitting tank tops on her <laughs> YouTube channel. What's your oh favorite place to buy tank tops? Um, Target. <laughs> Sorry. They're $5. I'm only wearing. Oh I stank gosh. them up, you guys. Like, you see, I wear blue black and white and i buy like five at the beginning of summer and i wear them okay. with every assortment of pants skirts dresses shorts whatever and then i throw them away because they're nasty okay nasty. but the problem is if i buy nice tank tops they also get nasty are women not as nasty yeah. as i am i don't know i just got like a beautiful like silk t-shirt i like this is going to be pitted out. <laughs> I'm going to have to take it off and use spray and wash every time yeah. I wear it. I guess that's just. I don't know if people are. I don't know. Maybe people are cleaner than I am. Maybe. I don't know if you sit in air conditioning all day. I don't. No. We don't have air conditioning. I... <laughs> I'm schlopping. Yeah. You schlopping. I'm yeah. schlopping. And mm-hmm. so. I invest in the bottoms. The bottoms I can keep a little bit nicer. But like the where I'm cooking, where I'm gardening, where I'm eating my tacos by myself. <laughs> just, just get dirty. This is my fried cheese tank top. Let me just eat a cream puff over my nice new right. silk blouse and see what happens. Oh, my gosh. There you go. Sorry. Um, okay. I know we've talked a lot about disposal. That was from Shauna J. Okay. That's Garden at Garden for Joy. Yeah. There you go. Um, thanks for joining us here today, ladies. This Mm -hmm. is always such a pleasure to be with you here on Mondays or whatever day you're listening to this. Make sure you visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker sheet club. If you would like those little tumblers included in your first wine order, simply wonderful. Um, I'm really working hard to get to one of the dry farm vineyards in Sicily when we're there. So translation's a little bit tricky when you're trying to coordinate with Italians in English, but we're working on it. Okay. 
cook.theelliothomestead.com. Links for everything and coupon codes for all the sponsors are in the show notes below or at homemakerchicpodcast.com. So you can check those out there and we will be back with you next week. See you then. See you then. Cheers. Cheers.